1: Free dessert for life at homechef.com slash locked on. That's homechef.com slash locked on for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. Homechef.com slash locked on must be an active subscriber to receive free dessert. Money, 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 money. money Quickly to wall.
2: Wall yeah, measures. Deal gets open for three. Dagger! <laughs> Pierce with five seconds left. Pierce with
0: three. Pierce with two. Pierce, pull
1: away at the horn. It's
0: gone. With Morris, Wall, Neal, and Dorta, Iverson uh, can't find anybody. He gives it to Walt. Iverson gets Bradley for three.
3: Hey, welcome to the Locked On Wizards podcast, your daily dose of Wizards news and analysis. We give you Wizards a podcast five days a week, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And I'm your host, Noah Getzel. We've got an awesome guest who hails from South Florida to preview the Wizards heat matchup. Tuesday night, and we're going to talk about a couple of different topics. Um, The Wizards re-signed Ramon Sessions, their third-string point guard to a 10-day contract, which is a bit of a head-scratcher because he didn't play at all on his first 10-day contract. And then we're also going to preview a little bit of the Wizards and Heat matchup um, and the coaching comparison between Scott Brooks and Eric Spostra, who Brooks seems like, you know, he kind of mishandles all the talent he has and never really gets to that next step of... Winning the championships, or he got to one finals with you know a plethora of talent over in OKC. But then Spostra kind of, of course he had LeBron James, so that's that's a great amount of talent. But uh, he he seems to do the most with with the little pieces that he has in terms of getting the most out of his players. But anyway, I'm rambling. So Wizards key preview, and we're also going to talk about whether the ju- the criticism of Bradley Beal is justified these days um so we'll jump right into it now and i'm going to introduce our guest kelly cohen who is here to talk about the wizards even though she's been feeling a little bit sick recently so thanks so much for being a trooper and fighting through it kelly can you tell us a little bit about yourself
2: yeah not a problem i apologize for like the very congested sound. um So I'm originally from Miami, which explains why I am a Heat fan, but I've lived in D.C. for most of my post-college life, which explains why I'm a Wizards fan. Um, I do political journalism during the day, which is probably why I'm sick, because sometimes mental exhaustion leads to sickness, but um, I do kind of politics during the day, and then when I have a free moment, I do some stuff for SB Nation, for the Wizards, and then I also freelance up at NBC Sports Washington. Um. My whole dream basically was to be a football, a college football sideline reporter, but I kind of somehow politics sucked me in, and so to kind of scratch that itch of sports, I do those things on the side. Um,
3: That's pretty so, legitimate, yeah. though. I mean, you've got yeah. like a real reporting job, whereas I just you know mess around <laughs> with this stuff for fun. So don't take I know it. <laughs> it's an interesting, I, it's an interesting dynamic. But
2: honestly. It keeps me happy because really, I mean, sports are my favorite thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, And so even though I love politics and it's great because it, you know, you don't have a political reporter. Most of the world doesn't know what's going on. They don't understand complex issues. But at the same time, sports are just as great. And I'm sure, as everyone knows, sports and politics have become really intertwined lately, which is both a gift and a curse. (laughs) But... Yeah, unfortunately, I can't go to tomorrow's game. It's not because I'm sick. I always volunteer on Tuesday nights, and I would really um, screw over a lot of people. So I'm kind of upset I can't go to the game because it's a huge game for both teams. Yeah. Um, I was, you know, I watched the game last night where they lost Indiana, and I was just now I'm looking at the standing the standings in the Eastern Conference, and I'm just like I'm so confused. Everything's so tight, and I mean, I guess that's why you like NBA, right? Like one game can it's do or die, but then it's also really stressful if you're Mm -hmm. in the Eastern Conference where everything's, I mean, let's see, the Heat Heat are in eighth, so they're what, a game behind Milwaukee, they're two and a half games behind the Wizards, but they're really only ten games behind the Celtics, so I mean, it's not like they, or they're three and a half games behind the Cavs, so it's just, it's weird, you think they're really, like, the Heat are really far back, it seems like the Wizards are really far back, but honestly, a few
3: things could happen, and suddenly the Wizards could be two, and the Heat could be four. Yeah, that's. I mean, the Wizards probably won't jump to second place because they're what like six and a half or seven. I'm not the best math. Yeah, seven and a half games back of uh, of Boston, but it's it's just crazy because when you look down the line, it's like okay, the Wizards are right there with the Cavs and Pacers, and they just right. fell behind. Um, the Pacers, but, like, you look down, and it's like, oh, the Sixers are kind of a little bit of a threat, the Bucks are kind of slipping, like, yeah, I mean honestly, there, but, like, you, you know, they're, they're they back there, catch. but they're so close.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, do, could any of the, could the Heat or the Wizards catch the Celtics? Maybe, maybe not, but then you also look that they're on a five game, they're five and five in their last ten games, I mean, granted, the Heat are four and six, and the Wizards are five and, or, yeah, five and five, but... I don't know, I guess that... So tomorrow's game, I mean, obviously yesterday's game was pretty big for the Wizards, and, and I guess talk about the Bradley Beal criticism, because I was mm-hmm. seeing the Bradley Beal criticism whistles last night after that game.
3: Yeah. Um, but you could almost argue that this game is also more important for both teams.
2: I mean, if the Heat were to lose, they're still going to remain in eighth, but if the Wizards lose, they could, they could almost it could get down almost eight to. It's just
3: mm-hmm. and people have been talking about all of these like favorable playoff matchups for the Wizards, but now after you see them lose to like the Bucks yeah. over and over, and like the Sixers, they really you know it looks pretty even there. And then the Pacers last night, and of course like they never beat the Cavs. It's like who can the Wizards actually beat in a seven game series? You know, so like yeah. Miami will find out. But I mean, a we lot of that about... also. Oh, go ahead. oh no, I was gonna say a lot of that also just has to do with
2: injuries. I mean. John is, hasn't played. I mean, I'm sitting here like, where it's weird. The whole John Wall drama, all right, the team's so much better without John. And then we actually see the team has really struggled the past three games. They really do need John back. Um, and then if Kelly Oubre's hurt, you know, that's not necessarily great because he obviously adds such a good spark to that team. Mm-hmm. And then we know Beale's pretty injury-prone. And then so then for him to be logging these crazy amount of minutes every game, every game. and then
3: He's been an iron man this year, though, luckily. And last year, too. He barely missed any games. So that's that's a positive
2: sign. I feel like kind of the Wizards world is always, when Beal falls, they kind of hold their breath a little sharper than others. Um, So then for him to, they're on a three-game losing streak, for Beal to be logging these minutes, for Beal to be not shooting very well in the clutch. It's, that's also confusing, and then, like you said, signing Ramon Sessions, I
3: don't understand that. <laughs> yeah, let's talk about that a little bit more for a second. So, Sessions was signed um, February 23rd, right after the All Star break, right. and he he was it was kind of confusing because like white, right when the Wizards were playing the Cavs, he was signed that day. So like, okay, he can't play that game, but then he hasn't played any of those games since. Um, I think it was five matchups. The Wizards lost three of them. Granted, none of them were blowouts except for the the game where they lost to the Charlotte Hornets, which wasn't really close in the fourth quarter. But uh, nope. he, he saw no right. time at all. And right. so, like, that's understandable because Tim Frazier still, like, he, he could re-aggravate his nose and have another sort of, like, nasal fracture or something like that. But it's right. just, like, when you look at the needs of the Wizards, another point guard... Makes sense in theory, but then when you have Bradley Beal playing point guard the entire fourth quarter, it's like, what are what are you doing? Why'd you sign this guy? Yeah. He's not gonna play. And like they say, who was it? Um, Ernie Grunfeld said he can play point guard and shooting guard. But what kind of six three shooting guard is there in the league? Like, who are you gonna guard? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's I not Juan Dixon.
2: Honestly, in my head, when I saw when I first saw Sessions getting signed, I thought maybe it just had something to do with leadership. Obviously, there was all that drama about. know, John and Brad have lost the locker room. John's not a good leader. John and Marching Gortat hate each other. I was like, all right, there's Sessions who's kind of, you know, a known guy in the locker room. He's been around. I really, you know, I think of him as a Wizards guy. Um, So I thought maybe he would be there for the leadership. But then you also realize that, yeah, the team actually does need more, especially if, I guess we really don't know that signing Sessions makes me think that maybe Kelly Oubre's foot is worse. Than we think.
3: Mm -hmm. And he practiced today, which was a good sign. Oh, he did? Okay. Yeah. Well, I was asleep for most of the day. (laughs) You're fine. Saw it on Twitter. I don't, yeah, there were, and I know
2: we were talking earlier that there were some names being thrown around about who the Wizards were looking at around right after the All Star break. And I can't remember who, but I know that there were some people that were getting thrown around that the Wizards were looking at. And I was like, all right, that would kind of make sense. And then suddenly Ramon Sessions comes out of nowhere and then. He's here for 10 days, doesn't do much, and then he's here for another 10 days, I guess we'll have to see what he does, but I think, you know, I've been in D.C. for long enough and just the criticism's always about the Wizards front office, just like who, sometimes their picks for those kind of things don't make sense, and you're just kind of like, wait a second. Mm
3: -hmm. Yeah. You Go raise on. you raise a really good point because I don't really think about leadership being a reason for bringing in a guy yeah. who's been around the locker room and everyone just, you know, has, has praise for him. He's like the consummate professional, like he's here. Right. Whether he plays or not, or not he's, he's like that Jason piece. Smith type mentality, like he's going to do his job and show up, be the first person in, last guy out. So that's, right. that's positive. But at this stage, like... You know, when you have only nine guys playing and Beal's logging so many minutes, which clearly affects him at the end of the game, it, it just makes sense right. to have a, a backup shooting guard, you know?
2: Yeah, I think, I mean, the their, the Wizards' choices sometimes in their times of need leave a lot to be desired. For example, I also was 90% sure that Marcin Gortat was getting traded. Like, I don't... There were a lot of rumors around... Um, just like my friends in the league and my friends in the NBA world that Gortat was gone and not because of his drama with Wall. I just think that that was that's been that was that has been building for a while the trade of Gortat and it didn't happen and then suddenly they have John still hurt and then they have Ramon Sessions. I'm like what is The Wizards could have made something work in getting Deandre Jordan to be honest with you and I really thought they were going to go for that. But Sometimes the Wizards leave a lot to be desired with their front office moves.
3: <laughs> mm-hmm. And when you look at the number of minutes Martin Gortat has played in the past few games, 22 against the Pacers, 24 against Toronto, 14 against the Warriors, 26 against the Bucks. The last Ooh. time he broke 30 minutes was February 8th, or sorry, uh, February 10th against Boston. So that's been some time. Who really knows what that situation is? But we're going to... Um, Get into one more topic right after the break, which will be kind of like previewing the matchup between the Wizards and Heat, whether these Wizards are (laughs) going to bounce back after their longest losing streak of the season, three games. So we'll be right back with a Locked On Wizards podcast, and then we can let Kelly get off to bed so she can (laughs) recover after this sickness. All right, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Uh, we are here with Kelly Cohen who contributes for Bullets Forever and she does some weekend freelance work for NBC Sports Washington as well Kelly where can everyone find you on Twitter Um so it's
2: Politicoin so I do not work for Politico but it's
3: basically It's hilarious I,
2: mean, I know well I needed a professional Twitter name when I left college and my friend was like look if you're going into politics like you're a you're a politico right like that's what someone who works in politics is Right They were like I I think we like Politicoin so it's Politicoen, so Politico C O H E N underscore. Um, that's where my tweets are, and they're a nice mix of me complaining, sports, and politics.
3: <laughs> right. Cool. Um. Yeah. So the Wizards are playing the Heat on a Tuesday night. You obviously aren't biased at all, given that you grew up in South Florida. But it's it's a huge <laughs> game for both teams, as you mentioned. The the key storyline is. What are the Wizards doing with their lineups? How are they balancing minutes? And will Bradley Beal ever get a break? Because uh, last, I want to say last night, this is probably, yeah, this is, sorry, I can't keep my day straight. So Sunday, (laughs) Bradley Beal had, you know, he had a strong performance, 22 points and 11 assists, but it was totally overshadowed by his late game turnovers and missed shots to kind of, that would have tied or won the game. So do you think he, like, he seems like he doesn't have very many poor shooting performances throughout the course of the year. Um, he hasn't really been inconsistent. He's been the MVP for the Wizards. But his burden has just been so much higher since John Wall went out, even though the Wizards are 10-6 right. and 6 in those games. He's playing a ridiculous load of minutes. Do you think that if he can't bounce back uh, on Tuesday, the Wizards are kind of doomed against the heat? Um.
2: Well, I see... I'm actually reading this article right now that Beal was 8 was of... 27 shooting last night. He missed... I mean, we'll ignore... I forget who took that like very, very last shot, but he... That was kind of like as the clock expired, because I guess that counts as one of the last shots. Yeah. He'll miss, I forget who that was, but he missed those three shots. I think you also, the Heat, have a game tonight, so they are playing on a back-to-back. Mm-hmm. Um, and Heat are always kind of... They also have some... Injuries going on with their lineups. Um, I think the fatigue is is an issue for Beal. Um, he looked gassed even in the beginning of the end of third, beginning of the fourth quarter last night. I think the Heat and the Wizards always have such interesting matchups because they are kind of very, very different teams. But with Wall out, I think that makes them almost a little bit more similar because they, the Heat did not have that speed that that Wall brings. They don't, the Heat don't have that in their point guard. They don't have that vision, that... That court speed that Wall has, so I always would give the Wizards kind of a leg up because they had a John Wall. Um, but without John, and then with a the very tired Beal, I guess we'll have to see if Oubre plays. I'm not—it's it, kind of—it's going to be 50-50 for me on how—of the matchup. But I think with the heat coming off the back-to-back, it could swing a little bit more in the Wizards' favor, depending on how Beal, you know, practiced today and the recovery he went through. And Mm. then if Kelly Oubre plays, and then I think the, I think uh, Otto Porter needs to be a bit more of a factor in Tuesday's game for the Wizards.
3: Right. And so far, the Wizards have split their games. They played back to back against the Heat. They've got another game against the Heat within like the next week. So uh, they're one and one against the Heat right now. And it seems like the Heat are always giving the Wizards trouble, even when they don't win games, just because... Like Hassan Whiteside is such a force to be reckoned with down low, and him and Gortat have their battles. Maybe he will be Mahimni this time because it seems like he's eating up all those minutes. But it's just really tough to penetrate and get any any easy layups against uh, a, a rim protector like that. And now you got Dwayne Wade back, so that he kind of had their swagger. They've got some gritty shooters. They've got Goran Dragic who made the All Star team again. So it's it's clearly not an opponent to overlook, and I think they're one of the best teams like there are a lot of teams who, who were like, okay, we're the bottom feeders. Everyone's overlooking us. So right. like the New Jersey nets or something, not New Jersey, sorry, the Brooklyn nets. So uh-huh. I, I think like the heat are just very well coached and disciplined. So they're kind of like a, a team like the Mavericks were le- led by um, Rick Carlisle, where even if they're not having a great season, like they're still not going to make any mistakes. They're still going to capitalize on every opportunity right. to, to kind of realize where you've been struggling recently. And and, you know, eat up on, on those types of chances. So I was wondering, do you think the blame is on Bradley Beal or Scott Brooks for Beal's inability to finish last night? And I guess, like, somewhat the past couple of games, like, when you're shooting poorly against the Warriors, that's understandable, but when it's against the Pacers, do you think, like, that's the coach who's um, kind of overplaying you, or is it your own inability to close out a game in the fourth quarter? Um.
2: Well, I, I was looking at, you know, some of Beal's stats, but he doesn't... He doesn't really do great in in the late minutes and games. Um, So I think that falls on him, right? Like if you, I don't know, if you can't make those, whatever the definition of clutches in the NBA, it escapes me right now. But if you can't make those, then you shouldn't be trying to make those shots. If you know that, you know, your clutch, your clutch shot comes every once in a blue moon, you should be giving it up to your, your team, your teammate who's hot. And obviously you don't have John, Mm-hmm. usually can get hot in those last minute games but you know I saw a tweet last night about how Otto started I think like one of seven or one of eight and then he finished the game five of five right
3: four or four he just one shot in the fourth quarter sorry I said just one shot in the fourth quarter but I'm sorry I interrupted you what, what did you oh say? no no yeah so
2: you know Porter started cold finished hot why is the ball not going to Otto and I was with a bunch of people watching the game last night up at NBC we're like all right no who's are going to, and I was like, all three of us said it needs to go to Otto, mm-hmm. and then it went to Beal, and then it went to Beal again, and then it went to Beal again, and we were like, wait a second. You know, why yeah. is Scott Brooks not having, I get that Beal's been hot, the games without John, I get that Beal's taken over as the leadership role, I get that Beal kind of the young guy that you want to continue to like, he came off of an all-star game, he's got this hot streak going, you know, he's doing great, but as a coach, you have to see that there are other people on the court who can make those shots. I get I get you don't have Uber who's good at making those too. But Otto, you know, someone you, you need to look and say, All right, Otto started cold and was finishing hot. He's pretty good in the clutch. Why am I not giving it to Otto? Or why am I why am I leaning so heavily on someone who showing that mm-hmm. he's fatigue.
3: That's a valid point. And, you know, Wizards fans have been raising these arguments all year. Otto is, you know, one of the most effective scorers, if not the most effective on the team, yet he never really gets any 4th quarter opportunities. And it's it might be part of his personality where he's kind of like the guy who will get, like, he'll fill the lanes on fast breaks. If he's open for three, he'll take it. But, like, yeah. unless the clock is running down, there's three seconds left and it's in his hands. Like, he's not necessarily right. the one who I don't want to say he doesn't want the last shot he just is is willing to let John Wall or Bradley Beal take it right. and Scott Brooks hasn't had great um end of game execution for those last sorts of plays granted right. like Beal made incredible plays and I can totally live with the the two shots he got in those last 20 seconds cuz it was like oh, yeah, a layup shot, that months. rolled in and out and then a three where he kind of pump faked and got himself wide open so it was a good shot if he hadn't played 43 minutes I'm sure it would have been a different story. But you're right, he has been struggling a lot late in games. Um, Otto has been hot and never really gotten those opportunities. So we'll see what happens. The Wizards are playing um, the Heat Tuesday night, and then they they go to Miami uh, the day after they're back-to-back in New Orleans to, to play the Heat again on Saturday. That's a party time. <laughs> <laughs> Let's hope not. I mean, these games count. The Wizards screwed around way too much against the Phoenix Suns and LA Lakers and all of these awful teams way back in, like, November. And now it's yeah. all paying for you. It's kind of like when you're in college and you're like, oh, I've got two <laughs> weeks to write this essay. Oh, I've got three days. Oh, I've got, you know, all <laughs> night tonight. Never mind. You've got to win it right now, you know? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the Heat, the Heat do that too. And I think another thing to look, up, look at in their
2: matchup is, the He have lost a lot of stupid games lately too. And it has to do with a lot of their defense. And obviously we know the Wizards defense leaves a lot to be desired and they've been turning over the ball a lot. So I think everyone always likes to look up look at, you know, the you know, maybe Hassan versus Gortad, those individual matchups or, you know, the team's offense overall matchups, those are always the fun things to look at. But defense does win or lose games. So I think looking at the defense matchups for both of those teams is gonna be pretty interesting, especially you know, since Beal's been struggling with the turnover the team has in general, and then because of the Heat, when I am able to tune in, have been kind of not doing great on defense either and losing stupid games because of their crappy defense. I think that will also be a factor for tomorrow night.
3: Mm-hmm. So the Wizards, the, case, are, yeah. the Heat are hosting Phoenix tonight. Um, they just beat Detroit, which was an important game to get some separation to kind of like right. n- almost guarantee them a, a playoff spot now that they, they have like, I think, a four-game cushion over them. So this will be yeah, an interesting was, one. What's uh, your prediction, Kelly?
2: Oh man, I'm not. I'm not good at predictions. I always mess those up.
3: Um, <laughs> well, hopefully you say the Wizards will lose then.
2: <laughs> I don't know. Can I just pick it to tie the first tie in NBA <laughs> Um. No, well, I think it's hard be, with the heat coming off this back to back. I think that they are also really they're nitty gritty and they're kind of good with those back to backs. I could see the Heat coming in here and kind of playing spoiler. Let's say they
3: win by how about ninety-seven, ninety-three? Sure, we'll see. We'll see if um, what happens if you're right about the exact score. What do I owe you?
2: I don't know. Um, <laughs> I'll think.
3: Wh- well, if it's a tie, time. I'll owe you something way cooler. I'll have to get you yeah. like a cruise ship, or what was the thing uh, last night at the Oscars? Like uh, the jet ski? Jet ski? Okay. <laughs> I would like a jet ski, please. Cool, thank you. that can be arranged. <laughs> Not a problem. Do you have a song request for the oh, end of this podcast? A song request. Yeah, we play um, music at the end of the podcast. I um honestly at I first that.
2: I didn't like it,
3: but now I'm really into it. It's that new DJ Khaled Jay Z I mean. Beyonce song. <laughs> <the best> <laughs> it's not I'll have to look it up because I, I do not I know the name, but it'll was. be playing on in Spotify the background right now.
2: Came out Friday. Um, it's called I- Top off or off the top? I love love music, so I should know that off the top of my head. But it's DJ Khaled, Beyonce, Jay Z, and Future, and it's actually really good. And Jay Z delivering some good little one-liners there. Beyonce sounds like a little hip hoppy. It's good. It's good. It's
3: called Top Off. I haven't heard it yet, so we're about to hear it now. Awesome. Thank you, Kelly. Please drink some tea, get some chicken noodle soup, get some rest. I apologize for making you talk when that's the last thing you want to do.
2: It's fine. I'm surviving.
3: All right. See you soon. Take care, everyone.
2: Thanks. Have a good
0: one. V12, See C12, I do the whole dash with no seatbelt. Screaming free my nigga Meek Mill. Niggas can't Willie in this free world. Meanwhile, Georgie Paul, you and sending me threats. Save your breath, you couldn't beat a fight.